Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we're going to be talking about episode three of What If? What If Happy Hogan Saved Christmas? All that right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll, and with me today to join me in this wonderful animation viewing uh, we have Jay Scotty St. Clair. What is up, Jay Scotty? Hey, not too much. Just, uh, you know, basking in the uh, the wake of the holidays here and uh, really enjoying this, this second season of What If? How are you doing? Man, me too. I am really, really enjoying it. And I've seen a couple episodes past what we're going to talk about tonight, and I'm enjoying it even more. Uh, I, think, I think the episodes after this get even better. Um, yeah. But man... Uh, I, I just must say to to the beautiful listeners out there, I'm sorry. I said I was going to do this every day, and I fully planned on it, but I completely underestimated the amount of workload that goes into being a dad at Christmas time. <laughs> just like the setting up of Christmas and like sure. getting everyone to where they need to be for food and for merriment and for yeah, I, I like fully planned on doing. Just I was like, sure, it's only 20 minute episodes. I'll watch them. Even if I record by myself, I'm going to do it every day. Right. And I could not find that f- like 50 minutes I needed to like record a 10-minute solo episode. But the good thing about that is I think it'll be a much more quality episode to have you here with me to talk about it. Hey. A little delayed, but the, hopefully the quality will be increased. <laughs> you know, I'm actually kind of glad you bring that up because it kind of gives me the opportunity just to talk about this release schedule. And yeah, I fully acknowledge that as a podcaster, it's not an ideal release strategy at all. But um, I actually have really been enjoying it. Like, it's kind of been nice, like, as part of like the, you know, the Christmas and holiday season to kind of have yeah. these episodes to look forward to each day. And I kind of think like if I was a kid and had extended time off from like school, it would enhance that experience even more so. And I think like, I know you don't work the traditional like nine to five Monday through Friday, but with Christmas having fallen on kind of like a Monday, I think everyone just kind of like shortchanged in terms of like the amount of time that they get off. So I think everyone's kind of been trying to scramble to, to watch all these episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And what's been kind of fun and not to say I don't love podcasting cause I do, but what has been kind of fun about uh, watching a little ahead mm-hmm. is I watched I watched ahead, but I did not have time to podcast. Um, mostly, by the time I got home to watch them, I was like really punchy and tired, and like sure. I couldn't. I didn't have my brain together, and like I just couldn't think through what I even. Would, I was like, I have absolutely nothing to say. Like I'm so, <laughs> I'm so spent. I, I'm so so spent. We got like two hours of sleep on Christmas morning, you know that kind of thing. Um, sure. And sure. so I was just like, I have nothing to say, but. That allowed me to just like turn my brain off. I was like, "There's no way I'm casting tonight. I just can't do it. I will not be. I will not bring anything to the people." Uh, <laughs> so I was just like, yeah. "But that allowed me to just turn my brain off and just watch." And that was really fun. Like right. knowing that I'm not going to. I'm not even going to think. I'm think about what I'm going to try to say or think or like. I'm not analyzing. I just enjoyed these episodes um, the last few right days, on. and it's been really fun. Right on. Hey, sometimes self care is just choosing not to podcast. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it really is. Like I love. Obviously, I love doing this, but someday, sometimes it is like that. It's like, all right, I'm just gonna watch a movie and not think about whether I should do a Bingers of Symbol series on it. Um, right. I'm just gonna go see a movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds so simple, but it sometimes it, it's hard to think that way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. 
Uh, well, man, let's get into this episode. Uh, Happy yeah, Hogan, Save Christmas. Yeah. What did you think? Well, you kind of talked about how you've watched ahead, and I too have seen you know a couple episodes ahead, and I agree with you that I think the the season just continues to get stronger. But I do think this this episode kind of had a uh, a tough task ahead of it coming off of the heels of of episode two um i did listen to jeff and yours coverage of episode one but i haven't listened to episode two so hopefully i'm not repeating anything you said there but i do think like episode two what if peter quill attacked earth which you know effectively became like an avengers 88 story was actually one of my favorite episodes of what if period that includes Mm -hmm. you know season one so that being said i did enjoy this episode i think this episode was a lot of fun it basically you know was a christmas episode yeah was an opportunity for a lot of our like side characters and and sidekicks to kind of like you know step into the limelight and then it was a a full-on diehard parody so in that sense i had a blast with it do I think it was super impactful in the great scheme of things? And did it really like, you know, have a, a lot to say with this question of what if mm-hmm. not so much compared to some <laughs> other episodes, but it was still a lot of fun. Yeah. I think this episode, um, so far this season, this is my least favorite episode. Okay. I like it, but it kind of feels like they just want to create They wanted to create a Hulk, a happy Hogan Hulk or a yeah. Hulk Hogan as Hammer, Hammer calls him. Um, I think they just wanted to create one of those to be in whatever the multiverse Avengers or, you know, guardians of the multiverse end up being this season. And they, and this was the way they got there. It didn't as much feel, I mean, it's still like you said, it's a great little love letter to die hard. Um, I think this has been an issue for me with this entire season of what if. Okay. And I, I talked about it in our, I think first episode, um, about Nebula. I feel like that episode takes the nebula, like it, it starts with the core of this idea. <sighs> Sorry. I'm, I'm sort of, I'm having a hard time framing my thoughts, but basically like I kind of expect from these episodes, something akin to what happens with star Wars visions okay. where you get like, you're getting this one-off weird multiverse story. And so yeah. why not let it live in that w- in that world with its own style and its own like tone. And I okay. don't think this show does that, which, which is like something I just need to get over. Cause it's not visions. You know what I mean? It's what yeah, if, sure. and it is a crossover thing. It's the animation styles are the same for the most part, the tone, like I get I, the nebula episode bothered me a little bit because like, it felt like, Oh, this cool gritty blade runner tone. Yeah. And then it like suddenly turned into just the what if Marvel tone, you know, like in the middle. Um, yeah. And yeah. this episode was similar. I kept thinking like, if you're going to do die hard, do die hard. You know what I mean? Like yeah, sure. instead of like having it be a bunch of, instead of it being a die hard, like parody, it was more of just like an episode of what if with a bunch of die hard references, you know what I mean? Like, sure. Oh look, sure. he's an event making a statement like uh, John McClane did. Oh, that's another reference. That's another reference. Oh look, he's falling off the tower. I knew that would happen at some point. Like they did references. Reginald Bell Johnson is the thing you'd remember from the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that line. I love that line. There's a lot of great, it's just like very referential of sure. um, die hard, but it does not feel at all like die hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, And I kind of, yeah. same thing I said about Nebula feeling like Blade Runner at the beginning, then sort of abandoning that. I kind of yeah. wish this had felt like, ha- like make, I never felt like Happy Hogan was in danger. 
which like mm-hmm. the whole visceral like sense you get from Die Hard is that he's a ma- like there's a reason he's barefoot in the glass scene, you know, and it's because right. he is a flawed like fragile protagonist who's like getting hurt and that's totally happy like it could have been happy getting hurt like really feeling under threat it's the multiverse anything could happen he could die you know what i mean like make Mm -hmm. me feel kind of a little bit of john mcclain in happy and instead it was sort of like just a slapsticky silly and then once he gets the hulk blood you're like oh now he's definitely safe you know like there's no (laughs) it just did not feel like die hard to me no, I, I I think that's a fair assessment. I think all your critiques are are fair. And you know, just to kind of dial back to what you said about episode one, I think your criticisms there are, are really on point as well. I think it was really strong out of the gate in terms of having like kind of this noir detective um, gumshoe kind of feel to it, and mm-hmm. then it did kind of just transition into your your I don't want to say run of the mill what if story, but it did feel you know kind of traditional in that sense. So, like thinking about this episode. I did find myself like asking like what was the moral of the story and like you, you can make an argument that like you know happy learn that he can be the hero that he can step up and he doesn't need to you know necessarily rely on these avengers like he has what it takes to be a hero but I do think that's kind of thin and like thinking about like the way the watcher introduces every episode and he always like you know uh posits the question what if and then presents the scenario but i've been finding with these episodes and i think it kind of started an episode or a season one rather but has been really a a strong thing in season two is that we're actually dealing with multiple what ifs like they present the initial question like what if um and i'm I'm trying to avoid talking about later episodes too much but i think you know that becomes a thing here so this was like what if happy hogan saved christmas but also like you know what if justin hammer had his chance for revenge. Right, and I, right. I found myself gravitating towards that aspect a little bit more. Like that was the part of the story I had more fun with. Like sure, for sure. Happy for sure. Hogan was was fun. He was slapsticky, but I actually did not really enjoy the character design of his Hulk all that much. Mm, I didn't really like yeah. the purple or the veininess or the fact that he could like speak. I I, I he kind of felt like the Waluigi of Hulks. I don't know if you get that <laughs> reference. Like maybe you do since your niece. Maybe she plays yeah. Nintendo or something no. like that. But I'm not that old. I played <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I've never played a Walu- Wa- a Wario or a Waluigi game. But I've okay. seen them. I've seen them. I'm I'm, okay. I'm I'm with it enough to have seen them. Okay. <laughs> I knew what FNAF was. Okay. I oh, knew what FNAF fair. was. You got me there. You got me there. <laughs> Have your friends or fellow podcasters been making you feel old by presuming you've never played classic video game characters? Well, I got to tell you what's been making me feel young lately. And it is AG1. That's right. It is a supplement drink that I drink every morning, and it has given me more energy, made me feel like, I don't know, like my diet is more complete. I don't feel like I'm lacking things. AG1 replaces my multivitamin, my probiotic, and more in one simple drinkable habit. Um, I've said it before on the podcast, but I really do find that uh, uh, AG1 gives me a lot more energy and I just feel it. Like, I was taking multivitamins and other vitamins before. I had, like, a whole little container full of pills I would take every day. Not not even medications, just vitamins. 
and uh, I was taking them, but I wasn't really seeing the results I have been since I've been taking AG1. And I just think you guys, if you're if you're on a supplement kick like I was uh, before I started drinking AG1, uh, give it a try because I got to cut out so many pills out of my day, and I just drink this one drink in the morning, and it makes me feel great. I and I've stopped drinking as many uh, energy drinks because I just have more energy. More complete diet gives me more energy. What can I say? If you want to take ownership of your health. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash MCU. That's drinkag1.com slash MCU. Check it out. This episode has weak points, but Hammer wasn't one of them. Hammer was awesome. Oh, no, not at all. Um, and just, I think part of it is... One of the things about what if that's so much fun is getting to see something we never get to see. Yeah. And obviously, Ho- Happy Hogan turning into a Hulk is something we haven't seen. But sure. to, for whatever reason, I don't find it that compelling. Um, but part of it is we've seen Happy Hogan a lot. Not, not only yeah. through all the Iron Man series, some of the Avengers, and uh, the Spider-Man films. Like He's been right. in almost as many as anyone like has been in um, almost as many uh, like total films, maybe more. I think he may be one of the most commonly yeah, appearing I mean, actors. I, I, when I think about it, I think he's got more appearances than some of the core Avengers at this point. For yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, like think about Hawkeye has like, yeah. uh, until the Hawkeye series, he's only in like whatever five movies. Um, I, I believe that's right. <laughs> but, um, but happy Hogan, I guess I've seen a lot of him. So seeing Hammer again, which is something I've been asking for for years, ever since right. uh, uh, the the King short, uh, all hail the King, all hail the King. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ever since all hail the King, I've been wanting more Hammer. Like, oh, he's in, mm-hmm. he's in jail. Where are we gonna see? What are we gonna see? When's that gonna come back? Um, and yeah. he he came back for this, and it's great. Like every moment he's on screen, all of his jokes land. Like he's really wonderful. Uh, it, it, just great to hear that uh, actor again, um, and d- the fact that they had him dance that whole sequence like yeah. he does in every movie. I thought that was really really funny. Yeah, I loved how they animated that dance he did. Yes, uh, from Iron Man Two, like in the what if style, and then they added on to that later with him doing additional dance numbers later on. But yeah. Uh, to your credit there, yeah, Sam Rockwell, the fact that they were able to bring him back, I was super happy about that. But mm-hmm. I was actually really impressed with how many of the returning voice cast they got because we got John yeah. Favreau coming back. We got Kat Dennings. And again, you talk about how like the focus here should be on Happy Hogan, but I actually found myself more excited to spend more time with Darcy again, even though we got to spend time with her yeah. in WandaVision. It's just always you know so much fun to spend time with her. Um and then yeah, so many of so many of the Avengers themselves. Yeah. And Maria Hill. Yeah, Colby Smulders, yeah. After her spoiler alert for Secret Invasion, one, two, three. <laughs> after her death in Secret Invasion, it's like, uh, it, it was just nice to hear that she's out there in the multiverse somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes indeed. <laughs> but overall, I think this episode's really fun. Um, but oh, it's yeah. it's still it's still for me is the weakest, but I, I I so far of the of the first, I guess five. I think I've seen five at this point. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're great. Um, the, 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 the I'm really excited to talk about the next two. Cause I think they're some of the strongest, uh, um, 
what what to say. I, I have a bunch of notes about this, but I, I oh, I thought it was funny that they made they gave Hammer basically the same plot from She Hulk. <laughs> oh right, yeah. like the fake. It's it's like the fake plot that they said wasn't interesting, you know? <laughs> right. In She-Hulk, they gave him that actual plot. Right. That's a good call out. I really liked the line, lock them down, Johnny Fives. <laughs> oh, yeah. So many references. So many good lines. I thought it was cool that, like, we got that moment, Maria Hill and um, realizing she's the director there at Stark Enterprises, which means this is after Winter Soldier, but those bots are there, which means it's before Ultron. So it's like really fun to just target exactly where this movie happens or this episode yeah. would have happened. Yeah. I'm actually glad you brought that up because I loved having the, you know, the Iron Legion, like Ultron bots, like they were able to pay some homage to Multiverse of Madness when Wanda was covered in the oil, like that looked like blood, like in Happy yeah. just got to like, smash them to bits and you had oil oh, like, that was so fun. splattering up against the wall just like blood spray it was it was great <laughs> i loved that you know what was weird well first off it was awesome to hear the int- the marvel intro but with christmas music oh sure it, like the marvel intro flipping through and just it turning into christmas music was really fun but yep. uh it was weird hearing the uh watcher loves christmas i don't know that just didn't feel <laughs> yeah. Like true to the character somehow. <laughs> yeah, he's he's showcasing a little bit more of his personality this season. Yeah, but he's got like a view of the whole multiverse. I assume that's not just Earth. I mean, we know we've seen him like seeing off world and stuff, but he's just like ah, the best time of the year of all the multiverses. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. <laughs> it just felt like weirdly like like that Christmas. Um, Christmas special logic where you have to figure out a way to make the characters care about Christmas. Like they just did with last year's holiday special where like, you know, they, they, they had them talk about like, Oh, we got to talk, tell, got to sing a song to Quill about Christmas. We got to get him a Christmas present, you know? And, but then, then there's like life day in the star Wars holiday special. It's like, you got to give some reason for these far off, cosmic characters who care about Christmas, but they For did sure. not justify it here at all. They just had <laughs> Watu be like, ah, the best time of year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's fair. It's stupid, but uh, fun. <laughs> uh, I guess if you want to give, you know, any kind of credit there, it's an entirely Earth-based story other than a Watu. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> what'd you think of Werner? i felt like you particularly would like oh, that joke i'm so glad you called that out yeah we had ross marquan uh who uh, you know he stepped into um hugo weaving shoes to portray the red skull he came back to voice Werner here and i i love the Werner herzog joke there like you know expecting Jar- jarvis but you know you get a german nihilist yeah it was yes it was wonderful are you nihilistic siri <laughs> <laughs> that was really good yeah that was great i really liked what happy was told uh darcy uh she said you're the best boss ever and he said oh that means a lot coming from someone with so many bosses yeah. <laughs> who said yeah. so many bosses 
yeah, yeah. Darcy had some really great humor. I loved her pairing with Happy, and I also loved her pairing with uh, Maria Hill because when she used Control Alt Delete on the computer, and she's like, "Yeah, I picked that up at a prior internship." And Maria says, "Like, have you ever had like a legitimate paying job?" And she's like, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's been a really strength of this season, and it continues to be after this. Um, in the next two episodes, but uh, like uh the pairing of Peter Quill and the loss's mother and how it's making him go crazy. And then pairing that with hope and the loss of her mother and, and getting them to connect. And it's just like yeah. these two characters that never have connected on screen, never would, but like taking them from these disparate parts of the universe and making them like, Hey, let's put them together. I think that's the, the spark of the idea of that second episode. I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just works really, 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 really wonderfully. Like, it made me cry. Like it was really, really good. Mm. And this one, similarly, like just grabbing two characters who have not gotten to interact on screen, but who are actors who are wonderful and can play off each other so well. Um, yeah. is really, really fun. Oh yeah. And just seeing the Avengers in a, such a silly, uh, light with their Christmas holiday versions or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. soccer moms are cornering cap. cap. I gotta suit. go. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I kind of love that uh, Steve was the first one to be able to identify that it was it was happy. Yeah, that was weird. Like yeah. you'd think it would have been Tony. <laughs> yeah, you would. Like I, we haven't really had that, that many interactions between Happy and Steve at all that I can think of. But it was, I, you know, I guess what if is the the avenue to kind of fill in some of those gaps? Maybe. Well, definitely. I mean, it, it gives you a sense of like this is what th- this whole idea is. Uwaru says. I guess in, I guess, sorry, I really like doing, trying to do Uwadu's voice. I can't, <laughs> Jeffrey Wright has such a singular voice, but I really like he trying does. to take my like voice down there. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't sound like him at all. It's terrible. I do it terrible, yeah, you, you, but it's fun. Give yourself a little bit of credit. You know, it's, it's like, I get what you're going for. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's just fun to do. Like, I'm not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just want to make it clear. I don't think I have a good one. I just like doing it because it's fun to do. <laughs> I don't want people to think when I say I like doing it, I don't want people out there going, oh, he thinks he's good at that voice. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know. Never mind. Yeah, Uatu was saying, like, um, said that Hammer, I guess in this universe, Hammer had a little too much time on his hands or something like that oh, right. to plan his revenge, I guess was the idea. But yeah. uh, that's like, that's the spinoff. That's the next event of this universe, Hammer having too much time on his hands. But what that means is all these other things would have been things that happened in the universe otherwise, like the the, the holiday party and them mm. like hanging out. Like if that's the next event that brings Hammer into the story, all the stuff that happened before that would have been happening in the 616, so, like at least possibly or so I like to think of it that way because it gives me this idea of like what 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 the relationship of Hill and Happy and Darcy and like all these people would be, you know? No, I I think you're right there on the money because one of the things I noticed like on Disney Plus when you go to the hub to like um, pull up What If and choose the episode that you're going to you know select there when it has the log line for the show it says you know exploring the questions and and pondering the the moments from the Marvel cinematic universe so i mean I, I think it's safe to assume that outside of those like you know changes those that were presented with it's all within the uh the 616 or yeah. whatever we're calling this this thing's nine one nine nine one nine 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 or whatever yeah um yeah. 
I really liked Hill's line. Greatest adversary? What are you, a wealth tax? (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Yeah, that was a nice little zinger there. Yeah, I really think that, that... I love this episode. Don't get me wrong. When I say it's my least favorite, I really do mean on like a scale of of favorites. I really like a lot of these episodes a lot. Yeah, it's got tough competition here for sure. Absolutely. Well, uh, you have any other thoughts with this episode? No, I think we've covered it pretty thoroughly. Like you said, I'm I'm pretty excited to talk about some of the uh, episodes a little further on in the season here. Yeah, me too. I actually haven't finished one of them. I think. Mm. I said I've seen four and five. I said I, th- I watched four earlier today, and then I put on five, but I had to go to a Christmas party and didn't get to finish it. So, oh man, I actually need to go watch that. Um, but uh, but maybe I'll wait till tomorrow because we got. I'd love to podcast about it again. Uh, as quick as we can, we'll get these out as quick as we can. I promise. I I know <laughs> I said every day, but I think now every day is a pretty safe bet. I think we'll be maybe we may even drop one or two in two or two in a day if we can just to catch up um so whatever it takes whatever it takes i don't know man i don't trade lives <laughs> i never learned that whatever it takes listen all right uh jay scotty thank you for being here uh you, yeah you're, thank uh, you. you you talk about animated stuff all the time over on uh animation liberation I, i'm assuming you guys will be covering this show in depth in some form uh what do you what, tell us about uh animation liberation what are you doing yeah, Animation Deliberation. It's the podcast that takes action, animation, and cartoons seriously, but not too seriously. And yeah, uh, we've been, you know, absolutely overwhelmed with the amount of animated content coming out here. So we certainly do have plans to cover What If Season 2, uh, maybe break it up into like the first half of the season and the second half, and maybe talk about the season as a whole. Uh, but we will, you know, have some coverage out for you sooner rather than later. And then beyond that, I know Jujutsu Kaisen, that season finale is coming up right now, and Zuhair and Andrew have been having a lot of fun covering that. And uh, Marvel just, you know, announced that 2024 is going to be the year of animation. So, you know, we're going to be covering all of that. Oh, man. Yeah. Lots of stuff coming. Lots of stuff coming. So, yeah, please check out Animation Deliberation. Also, if you like uh, this dynamic of me and Jay Scotty talking about stuff, listen to Multiverse News, man. We're over there every week. Talking about multiverse news, uh, not that doesn't sound like a that doesn't explain what the show is. Talking about the news it, it, of all your self-referential. Sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> 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 talking about uh, all your favorite the the news about all your favorite fictional universes. So basically, entertainment news, um, and we really have a good time over there. It's a great, great show, great time. So please check out Multiverse News. Um, we've got a holiday episode dropping tomorrow about uh what uh what our favorite stuff that came out in 2023 so uh yeah mm-hmm. by the way that's a nice t-shirt you got there or nice nice oh, yeah. nice sweatshirt you got there yeah <laughs> everybody listen to the garage check Woo! out the garage <laughs> wonderful band that's, that's my that's my band he's got my band hoodie on Woo. um yeah. anyway well thank you for being here jay scott i really do appreciate you hopping on it kind of last minute because i i planned on really planning these out and then the holidays just completely consumed my time uh, I, 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 I have a new, uh, found respect for all the parents out there. Uh, I knew it was hard, but it, it was, it was very hard. <laughs> I, I've, I learned some respect. lessons though. I, I yeah. learned some lessons. I, I feel like next year won't be as hard just purely from like, okay, I get, 
I did some things that were stupid, planned to do things that were like <laughs> too much work or like planned. Okay, so this waited was your Clark Griswold year, you know, overextend yourself. <laughs> it's really funny. My, uh, my girlfriend, well, um, I have not announced this many places. I guess this may be the first time I'm announcing it on the podcast. My fiance. Yes. I apologize for that drum roll. That was a terrible drum roll. <laughs> my fiance. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got engaged last week. Um, congratulations, that's thank incredible. You. Thank you, it's very, very excited. Um, but uh, she she said she watched uh, the Clark Griswold movie, the Christmas National Va- Lampoon's Christmas, Christmas vacation. vacation this week, and she watched it and she was like, "I just realizing now that I'm an adult and I'm like going through these things about Christmas and kids and blah." She's like, "I." am Clark Griswold. Like, I just am. <laughs> and I'm realizing now as an adult that I am Clark Griswold. I was like, that's... Yeah, I completely see it. I completely see it. It's <laughs> uh. <laughs> pretty good. I don't, like, I don't even... I Like, I, I see it, but I haven't seen that movie in so long that I feel like I need to go watch it just to, like, oh, yeah. get a better sense of who she is. Like, I need to, like... This will be good, like, uh, premarital counseling to, like, uh, oh. watch... Yeah. <laughs> To watch yeah. Clark Griswold and what he does. I was like, man, that sounds like you're going to be a terrible partner. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the was, 80s were a different time. It, they were a different time. All right. Well, uh, appreciate you, man. Uh, yeah, likewise. I'll, we'll be back soon talking more what if uh, as soon as possible. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Hey, you just listened to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast from Stranded Panda. I really hope you liked it. Let me just say a big thank you to all of our supporters on patreon.com slash mcucast. You are the lifeblood of our little operation here. And a huge, huge thank you to our insanely generous Illuminati tier patrons. Walter Kreisky III, Lieutenant Bongo, and Jazz Viz. You guys are amazing. If you'd like to see our beautiful faces, you can catch a video version of many of our episodes at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. Love you 3000, my friends.